Hey, 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 and welcome to episode number 82 of the BBB podcast. I'm a very happy new year to you. I hope this is the year that you become the person you've always wanted to be. Now, let's not talk resolutions because we all know there are a bunch of BS, <laughs> nearly sore there. Let's just strive for a year that's bigger and better than the last one. <laughs> Today on the show, I'm talking to Sam Felton, who is the director of the Public Health Collaboration, which you will hear all about shortly. He has set this up to challenge conventional wisdom surrounding nutrition and is doing an absolutely amazing job at creating awareness with its ever-growing list of ambassadors going around the country and sharing his words. You'll hear all the information in the intro, so let's dive in. Today I'm chatting to Sam Feltham, who is the Director of the Public Health Collaboration, and I'll let Sam explain what all that is later on and what it sort of stands for. For now, I want to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about Sam, and he can correct me if I make any mistakes. He has been in the health and fitness industry for over a decade, coordinating a sports centre and then going on to study personal training. He ran a fitness boot camp for a number of years but then decided he wanted to move away from that in order to focus on public health and here uh, today we are going to let Sam take over from now. <laughs> hey Sam, how are you doing? Hi Karen, great to be here. Welcome to the show, I'm so happy to have you here. Pleasure. Did I get your bio correct? Not that it's difficult yes. to steal stuff off people's websites, but uh... <laughs> ah, that's right. That's right. The the, the about page does uh, does does a sufficient job. So um, no, yeah, that, that's basically the ins and outs. I kind of I yeah. started my health and fitness career as a um, kids party party coordinator, actually, um, at a sports centre, and then worked my way up to um, uh, studying at the European Institute of Fitness where I became a master personal trainer. And then, as you said there, um, I was running uh, a fitness bootcamp business. And then at the end of 2015 is when I decided that we have to really sort out public health. Um, and so I kind of managed to gather together um, our scientific advisory board and create the public health collaboration. Mm -hmm. And would you like to tell us a little bit more about the public health collaboration now that you've touched upon it yourself again? Yeah, so um, the the idea behind it is that it's it's a registered charity, um, and and for those over overseas, a, a non profit organisation whose mission is um, is to inform and implement healthier decisions for better public health, mm -hmm. um, and the way that we do that um, is, I mean, firstly by looking at the evidence, so that's always helpful, mm -hmm. um, and and perhaps looking at some of the evidence that. Um, the the government currently don't like to look at, mm -hmm. um, or perhaps just interpret slightly differently. Sure. Um, and uh, so we, um, in early 2016, uh, we published our own healthy eating um, guidelines and weight loss advice. Mm -hmm. um, and that's basically kind of what we think is probably a better approach than, than the current way that that um the, the government and the nhs is, is going about things um and so we essentially liaise with healthcare professionals um mostly working within the nhs to inform them about the the public health collaboration the phc um and um essentially we are gathering more and more support um, in implementing kind of our guidelines versus the NHS guidelines 
and, and we're starting to see but better results basically um and so as as time goes by you know and if that trend continues um then it'll essentially get to a point where we force the hand of uh, of the government and the nhs mm-hmm. to change guidelines to, to those that are getting better results yeah, so um yeah and and in the and, and and as a byproduct obviously everybody gets healthier okay. and we save the nhs millions of pounds so Excellent. it's i love it kind of a a good way to go about doing great things and you mentioned you have your own guidelines are those on the website uh correct yeah yeah. have you made your own pyramid (laughs) or eat well plate (laughs) essentially yes so our health eating guidelines are the real food lifestyle Mm -hmm. um and we've got the real food lifestyle for weight loss as well because they're different um and we try to be as um inclusive as possible in terms of real food lifestyles um and so in a nutshell, what our health eating guidelines are is are all real food lifestyles. And as long as you're able to maintain personal good health, um, then, you know, whatever real food lifestyle works for you is the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if, if you're looking to lose weight and improve your health, then your, your first best approach to try um, is more than likely um, a... Uh, a real food diet that is low in, in carbohydrates and you should be focusing on non-starchy carbohydrates essentially okay. um, for, for any of your carbohydrate sources. Um, and that's just your, your, your best first bet mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and then, you know, different people will have uh, different results on, um, you know, real food lifestyle, real food lifestyles. But, you know, that's just, the the best place to start essentially brilliant and what is the the phc working on right now is there anything kind of at the forefront yeah so we've got a few things um (laughs) first first and foremost uh we're facing a lot of energy on our ambassadors program Mm -hmm. um so that is our volunteer program um and uh, our ambassadors um they all go through a training day with myself and i teach them all the ins and outs of being an ambassador but but the main thing of being an ambassador is is to liaise with local healthcare professionals working within the nhs mm-hmm. to inform them about the phc and how we can help them um and one of the biggest ways that we can help them is by setting up free public monthly meetings for their patients um and the wider public to attend so that they can deliver these real foods uh this real food information um on mass essentially um, so that when it comes to individual and small group appointments, they can get down into specifics a lot quicker instead of having to kind of repeat the, the basic kind of starting point. Sure. Um, but at the same time, you create a supportive and motivating community for those for those patients and for the public to flourish with with real food lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the one of the main things that we do. Um, and if any listeners out there want to want to sign up um to to apply for becoming an ambassador they can go to the website um phcuk.org and then it's forward slash ambassadors if you want to look at the ambassadors page we've got 130 across the country now excellent so yeah yeah, it's it's really starting to take off and hopefully we're we're trying to get one in every town excellent and is there like a a kind of a tick list that you must adhere to before you're allowed to become an ambassador? Yeah, so, um, I mean, you just apply on the website and then um, I, I interview you, hmm. essentially. 
Um, so I do a 30 minute phone call interview with somebody just to make sure they're on the level, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then we just take it from there. And then you, you go through the training day, which is an in-person yeah. thing. Um, and that's a full day. And you kind of go away with printed materials to to promote us, uh, to promote the, the, the PAC and everything. And then, um, yeah, um, that's kind of how it all works. I will, I will put a link to that in my show notes. Well, you never know who's going to sign up. Please, please, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in terms of other things, so we've got mm. um, our, our two other major things at the moment. Um, I'm just finalising things with the conference. So we have an annual conference, right? Um, and this will be the fourth one oh, um, okay. in 2019, mm-hmm. um, and that is on the 11th and 12th of May, which is a weekend, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be at the Royal College of General Practitioners in London. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if any listeners uh, are interested in that, look out for that, um, when it goes live on the, on the website in the new year. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, <clears throat> which will also be going live in the new year, yeah. um, is that we've, we're going to be running a real food rocks festival. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great. Um, so that's in the Lake district. Uh-huh. Um, and that will be, uh, on Saturday, the 20th of July. Um, and it's just a, it's just a day. It's at this um, kind of stately home called Brafe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got old grounds, and you know there'll be real food vendors there. There'll be uh, you know movement workshops and um, also all sorts of family fun as well. So the idea is that it's a family fun day, um, kind of you know revolving around real food. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. I- I'm sure I'll recognise a few names that end up at that. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. It's a pity I'm so. I'm going to say it's a pity I'm so far away. I'm not that far away, really. <laughs> I could get on a plane. No, that's all right. And come to some yeah. of these. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Um. So Sam, just to get back to you a little bit, one reason I reached out to you is because I I recognised well Jeff, as we know, a mutual friend of ours, um, requested you to be a guest on the show, and I recognised your name from Smash the Fat. Correct. <laughs> sure. Does that still exist or is it kind of floating about in the internet somewhere still? No, so I, I yeah, so I closed it down. Did you? Um, uh, when I started this, essentially. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, March 2016 is when Smash the Fat ended and public health collaboration started. And the reason for that was to remove any conflict of interest. Right, uh, yeah. And, uh, and so that I can fully focus on this as mm-hmm. well. Um, but uh, the, the the blog and uh, my YouTube videos are still are still up there, so mm-hmm. uh, people can still kind of get all of the information that, that I put out there. I was kind of drawn to it because you're a bit of an experimenter, and the was what was the last thing you did the five thousand calories a day on uh, on a higher fat diet, and you didn't gain any weight. Is that right? Uh, essentially, um, so I did uh, I did this over feeding self experiment where um, I ate twice as much twice as much as I usually do yeah. um, and the the first one um, was a low carb real food diet uh, where for 21 days um, I ended up in a uh, 47,000 calorie surplus wow. after those three weeks mm-hmm. um, but and according to the calorie formula I should have put on 6.1 kilos but um, in reality I only put on 1.3 and I actually lost three centimeters from my waist. So it wasn't necessarily, it could have been muscle you were putting on? Uh, quite possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the second experiment after a three-month washout period was that I did a low-fat fake food diet 
Um, and again, I ended up in a 47,000 calorie surplus after three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same uh, thing with the calorie formula. I should have put on 6.1 kilos, but I put on 7.1 kilos. Wow. So I actually put on over it. Um, it's likely because of, um, of water absorption and, and, and sure. stuff like that. But I still obviously put on about almost seven times the amount I did. Yeah, and probably didn't feel very good either, I would imagine. (laughs) Not at all, not at all. So, yeah, in terms of feelings and everything, um, I just felt energetic on on overeating low-carb. I was just very, very energetic. Mm. Um, On the low-fat baked food, I was lethargic. I wasn't sleeping well. I'd get the mid-afternoon slump. I was snoring. Yeah. Um, So my wife absolutely hated me for those three weeks (laughs) because I, I don't usually snore yeah uh, and uh my because uh, i had mild asthma when i was a child as well and and that came came back during the exercise wow. uh, that i was doing because you know I, i'd cycle to work essentially mm-hmm. um and yeah for, for for anybody trying to kind of think of, of details of these experiments um the the exercise was always the same in in, in both of those experiments and, mm-hmm. and the calorie surpluses um, included kind of you know protein thermogenic effect as well as um, loss of fiber as well. So kind of all of that is taken into account, and yet the the calorie surfaces were the were basically the same. Yeah. Um, I think there was a difference of about fifty calories. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously there's a, there's a difference of almost six kilograms. Yeah, so. I'm assuming you sort of expected those results. Would that be right? Mm, I did a bit. Um, I didn't expect it to be so exaggerated on the low-fat fake food uh, because I've I, I've always been a slim guy. Um, and I, essentially, I could I like when I was younger, I could eat whatever I wanted. Sure. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, you don't when you're that young, you don't really think about it that much. Um, but uh, yeah, that was quite a shock to put on that amount of weight. Um, and uh, yeah, my waist on that as well uh, went up by nine and a quarter centimeters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just under four inches. So um, that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you learned a lot. Even though you had an idea, I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. It, it's great to sit and do an experiment for that length of time. I don't think I could manage it. I would just be too scared of what am I doing to myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite scary. I mean, thankfully, I, I kind of, you know, uh, got back on track straight away and uh, my, my bloods went back to normal um, fairly quickly. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I learned a lot and I mean it it just goes to show you that you know different foods have different effects yeah. uh, on different people even if they are the same mm. amount of calories um, you know and anybody that says anything different is uh, it's just looking at things perhaps too simplistically yeah exactly and did you have many people reaching out to you off the back of that trying different uh, things yeah yes a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> from, from all different all, all angles basically in terms of you know from uh, lots of support to, to lots of criticism mm. and things like that yeah well, but you know just to, to the critics you just try it yourself and see what happens exactly you know um that's it <laughs> yeah perfect um and what is your what does your plate look like now sam am i allowed to ask that question yeah yeah absolutely my my usual uh my usual diet is is still a, lo- a low carb real food diet mm-hmm. um i have eggs um for for breakfast every day and and, and breakfast isn't until about midday for me mm-hmm. Very good. so i basically um quote unquote fast from approximately eight until 12 o'clock 
yeah, and uh, well, midday. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's a uh, 16 hour fast in there every day. But uh, yeah, I have eggs um, for for my breakfast. I, I might have something in the afternoon, whether that be some nuts or mm. some some pork scratchings mm. or something like that. Um, yeah um and then uh in the uh in the evening it's a, a multitude of different things whether that kind of be a, a simple uh you know minced beef with kind of uh broccoli rice and uh, and some potatoes and something like that um to you know just some pork fillet or, or, or something with a load of vegetables yeah. uh yeah that's essentially my yeah. uh, my daily meal it's pretty simple isn't it <laughs> Very simple. We've really yeah. overcomplicated the food, haven't we? <laughs> and that is just very, a simple, much. Yeah. very much. And like you know, sometimes it's fun to kind of do complicated things. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it when it comes down to it, and when you've got a family and things like that, and um, because I I, I became a, a dad last year, and, and my daughter's now eighteen months. Oh, congratulations! Um, so uh, thank you. Um, but uh, you know, you, you don't have time to do crazy stuff. Mm. So. You know, we all eat the same thing in my family because I'm the cook as well. Yeah. Um, so I keep things very, very simple. We have a load of meals in the freezer, mm-hmm. you know, ready to go. Um, so I do, I do batch cooking. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's about keeping things simple. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we have overcomplicated it. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing a little bit into the life of Sam. <laughs> so good. I'm sure you saw the article on the BBC about the um, 800 calorie a day diet treatment for diabetes. Did did you go crazy, or what? Did, what emotions yeah. did that evoke? <laughs> so I, I knew that was coming because yeah. you know they, they they've put in a lot of a lot of money into that. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, what's good about it mm. is the. They've shown that um, type 2 diabetes can be put into remission yep. through lifestyle. Now, the question is what that lifestyle type of lifestyle should be mm. in order to achieve those results. Now, their, their solution is with fake shakes, yep. which I don't think is perhaps um, a long-term solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, can be, it can get short-term results. However, what you're not doing during that time is creating a better relationship with food. Yeah. Um, so that post this three months of, of fake shakes, you then go back to your old way of e- eating mm-hmm. and you'll be, you'll be all right for a while, mm-hmm. but eventually you will go back into type two diabetes realm. Mm-hmm. However, if you develop a better relationship with food on something that is, through a lifestyle intervention that is proven, such as a low-carb real food diet, mm-hmm. then you can get just as good results, but then you end up with a better relationship with food. Yeah. Um, and also, it's more nutrient-dense as well, because when you look at these fake shakes, they're not particularly nutritious. Mm. And so, um, and, and I have looked into them kind of uh, slightly in depth in terms of the amount of fat that they get, the amount of protein, and it really teeters on the edge of absolute minimum requirements. Right. Do we know what's exactly in them, or? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, you can find out what what's okay. in them. Very good. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have a search later. Yeah. Yeah, I do, but it's no good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like 
for some of it, I think it's actually below recommended fat amounts as well right. from um, from the FAO. So um, it's it really ticks on the edge of kind of malnutrition mm. in my opinion. And when you compare their results to um, an equivalent randomized controlled trial by Eric Westman, um, although it's not, and I, I must say this is it's not equivalent in terms of time, but it's equivalent in terms of weight loss. And their opinion is that the only reason that people put their types of diabetes into remission is because of the, the weight loss. Mm -hmm. And so if you compare trials that have similar amount of weight loss, yet um, with these two different results, the fake shape um, results reduce their HbA1c by about 10 millimoles per mole. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the low carb real food that was eating twice the amount, by the way, mm -hmm. um, just over 1500 calories compared to 800 calories. Mm -hmm. um, reduced it by 16 millimoles per mole. Mm. So um, you actually get better results eating twice the amount. And then, and, and plus you just, you lose the same amount of weight eating twice the amount as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of, it's, it's more nutrient dense, um, the low carb real foods option. Um, you'll also stay more sane. You'll develop a better mm. relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And so what we say is that it's an option that can be presented the patients living with type 2 diabetes and it's up to them to what suits them best but they need to know all of the pros and cons mm -hmm. about these different options but as long as people are being told at time of diagnosis and continually as well um that did you know that your type 2 diabetes potentially can be put into remission through a lifestyle intervention would you like to try that before going on to lifelong medication and yes. um, that's that, that's what we advocate mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, what I like you say there, it's it's um, maybe not enough fat in the eight hundred calories. I would just imagine they're just not feeling that satiation, and one day they'll just be like, "I need to eat something really bad now because if, like you say, you just go a bit crazy." <laughs> you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if, yeah. Definitely. If it was eight hundred calories of fat, maybe they would feel a bit more <laughs> satiated. I don't know. Um, and then, like you know, the way you yeah. see people going on these diets that are very restrictive, and at the end of it, quote unquote, whenever they go on to real food, they um, put on the weight and more because the body's been so starved it's going to be like okay I need to hold on to all this because you're going to try something crazy again soon <laughs> yeah sense. so 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 there's all the set point theory and things like that that come yes. into play um that could um potentially be damaging in the long term by going on such a restrictive diet for so long mm. um so uh yeah it, in my opinion, essentially, it's fairly short-sighted and they should be backing uh, the stronger horse, mm -hmm. which is more than likely the low-carb real food diet. Yeah, get, get a lifestyle in, in place and then it becomes a habit and then they'll get better naturally. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And, you know, if, if more and more doctors and healthcare professionals at large advocate low-carb real food, then it becomes more and more the norm mm -hmm. because at the moment, um, it's actually got so many barriers in the way that it's a, an absolute wonder that it is still successful, mm. you know, that it still remains top of the, the list in terms of things for people to that, that people end up doing. Mm. Um, so just imagine if we lived in a world where the government, your doctor um, and your mother um, uh, advocate a low carb real food diet, because even when you do go on these things, if you have the government telling you that it, you can't do it, you have your doctor saying that it's going to blow your heart up, 
and then your mother's saying oh you're crazy um then you know no wonder lots of people drop out but if all of those people were supportive then you know just imagine the results that you could get yeah exactly i think we need to maybe stop paying attention to what everybody else is doing sometimes <laughs> unfortunately so certainly at the moment yeah yeah um like i i say on the podcast a lot and so do other people you have to listen to your body you know you could see this diet that's all over the the internet and think oh that i'm gonna try that there and you know you might feel well but then maybe you don't and you have to you have to try and tweak and see what suits you do you wake up in the morning feeling awful well then maybe that diet worked for somebody down the street but if it doesn't work for you then you need to try something else take a wee bit of responsibility yourself and change things up a little bit 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. yeah cool finally uh sam i don't want to keep you too long i ask everyone this question if you could give our listeners one final thought today one sam nugget that they can incorporate into their lives to build that better body what would that be today mm. i mean it'd just be kind of reiterating your point there about mm. uh listening to your body um and not being afraid to tweak things mm. um because all, all all of the advice out there um uh, are just starting points for people you know that's the way that you kind of have to look at it on, on a personal level you know the person giving the advice not might not be saying that um but you personally you have to take advice as okay that's a starting point and i shall have to adapt it and individualize it for myself mm -hmm. because everybody's life schedule families uh cultural background are, are completely different and so you have to take that advice with a pinch of salt um and literally kind of yeah individualize it to to yourself so i i always say uh listen think and then adapt yeah perfect i'll have to quote that <laughs> and also nothing wrong with a pinch of salt either <laughs> Just... oh yeah 100 100 that's, that's a whole other ball game isn't, know, it? isn't it guidelines as well yeah um, terms of making sure that people get enough salt in their diet mm -hmm. um, and uh, and the report uh, that has the guidelines in it on our website is freely available mm -hmm. uh, all of, it's got all of the scientific references in there as well um, so that, you know if there are people out there that are struggling with the healthcare professionals to get their points across they can go to the website download it um, print it and then hand it over to their to the healthcare professional and that provides them with all of the peer-reviewed science that's out there so that then you know they instead of you know just a, a blog article or something like that yeah. um it will perhaps give a bit more um credence to what they're saying yeah i'll put all those important links in my show notes i do like good show notes so um yeah i'll put those in <laughs> um Thanks. and sam where's the best place for people to connect with you on the web are you most active is it twitter or Somewhere. yeah yeah so on a, on a personal level it is twitter um so at sam felton mm -hmm. um and kind of uh, i i am pretty lax at the moment in terms of tweeting but i do do uh probably maybe once or twice a week uh give a tweet um and then uh i mean i i watch everything on there but um over, over the years i've kind of calmed it down a little bit um and i only get involved in things if i need to um, yeah, no, and then great. I like it, I like your style. <laughs> Actually, yeah. just before just before I got on the call there, I was reading an article about how to use your phone properly and how to hide apps and turn off all notifications. I kind of do a bit of that anyway, but I put all my social media apps all the way to the edge and in a folder and hid them away a bit so I don't use them as much. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's little things like that can yeah. that can really help you out, kind of in terms of just 
just have a more productive day mm-hmm. really exactly. um but uh yeah and then uh in terms of the public health collaboration mm-hmm. um twitter handle is is at phcuk.org mm-hmm. um, and our website is phcuk.org um so people can, can go there and then find out about all the, all the stuff that's going on excellent i'm gonna have another little look at it actually after i get off the call with you just to see all your guidelines and stuff yeah oh. yeah let, let me know what you think i will absolutely so sam thank you very much for coming on and chatting through that was nice and quick and short and sharp and full of knowledge bombs i love it <laughs> i try my best thank you <laughs> no worries the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only it is in no way a substitute for medical advice if you have any specific concerns please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on anything new